0: There are several exits on this aircraft in the event of an emergency. At this time, please fasten your seat belts as we are preparing for takeoff. And welcome aboard. Welcome to another episode of It's Just a Talk Podcast. I am your host Mauricio, and God, I have missed y'all. It's been so long, and so much has happened. I don't even know where to start, y'all. Uh, where do I start? Literally, since my last episode in March, the world has gone upside down, and I'm just over here like, Yo, qué está pasando? Oye, coño. Yo, this is it's just a talk podcast, your queer, political, Spanglish, and shady podcast where we talk some tea, we talk some truth, but you know that I always leave some time to talk some shit. Aquí estamos, and vamos a estar listos. So you know what? This is episode twenty-nine. So how about we get this episode started? Let's do that, y'all. Okay, so we're going to have to start talking about this hiatus, y'all. Because I took a long-ass hiatus. And it wasn't because I don't love y'all. Or it wasn't because I don't love this podcast, bitch. It was because I just couldn't. Yo no podía. Mira, there was too much happening. Like, coronavirus happened, and then I felt like my life got shipped up upside down. I felt like, you know, like Will Smith and the French Prince of bel Like, this is the story all about how coronavirus hit my town. And I'll leave a moment just to tell you how my life got shipped up upside down. Mira, I do not good at lyrics, but I'm good I'm making shit up. And says, this I'm not making up. Yo, this virus has forced us to really go into a hiatus. I've been working from home desde marzo, yo. Since March, I've been working from home and it's been really hard because I just don't know like where life is. Like I honestly no me la sé. Yo no me la sé qué hacer. So I thought that I was going to leave some time. I remember I was like, you know what? This is going to be temporary. I would just, you know, I I would take a little hiatus until we go back to normal. And then two months hit. And then three months hit. Y coño, we're at six months. And this shit is not going away anytime soon. So I was like, you know what? Like, I think the world needs some joy. The world needs some joy. And I heard, I got heard, Word on the street is that this podcast brings some joy to people. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give you some joy because I need some joy. And making this podcast gives me some joy. But other than that, it's been hard, yo. Like, my mental health and emotional health has really been dwindling. And I'm sure that everybody else's has. Like, the the coronavirus started. And at first, it was all fun and games. I remember I posted a. Uh, a tweet earlier this week that said can we go back to season 1 of coronavirus when we were all having fun zoom parties and we were all like doing fun games and doing all these things you know uh love is blind y sabes que tanto y ahora i'm like yo like don't talk to me about zoom don't talk to me para nada porque this shit is falling down I mean, after the pandemic, you know, um, George Floyd happened, Breonna Taylor happened, uh, there's so many trans uh, men and women that have been killed, uh, not just by police, but just in general. And and most recently, you know, like things have just been going haywire. Like I was out in the street almost every weekend, you know, when Black Lives Matter movement started in May. And I remember I posted my birthday thing. My birthday on May twenty sixth and then May 27, I ya yo estaba, you know, in downtown Oakland and and you know, in Sacramento and the in the in the capital and todas esas ciudades. I was like marching hasta fue a Los Angeles and I was marching, you know, the week of Pride. We miss Pride, y'all. There was no Pride this month. Like kitchen gallows. Like the one time of the year where I get to be a hoe. I couldn't this year. We miss Pride. We miss so many things. And it's crazy to think about the world that we're living in. And when I say that my mental and emotional health has really been struggling, it's porque, like, I am an extrovert at heart. And y'all that know me know that. Y hasta aquí en el podcast, you know, ustedes pueden saber, like, I'm very extroverted. So I need the energy of other people. And for the longest, it was just me and and my roommate. And I love my roommate, don't get me wrong. Pero después de estar, you know, spend so much time with them, like, you get tired. Tired of the people you spend time with. Like, I know people that just got married before the pandemic. And they're like, bitch, I need I need to spend time away from my partner. Cause like they getting in my year and my, my fucking nerve. And though it's por eso, episode 29. I I I just thought, I was like, you know what? Episode 29 has to be brought to you by the audacity of this fucking year. En serio. Like brought to you by the audacity of 2020. En serio, like, I tanto que estaba pasando desde the last episode, since episode 28. Like, I can't even keep track of everything that has been happening. Like, 2020 hit, and I remember it was like, the Australian brush fires, we talked about that. I still remember talking about Prince Herod and Meghan Michael quitting the royal family. And then, Boom! COVID-19 hit us. And then I still remember talking about Kobe Bryant dying. And we were all still like, oh, like COVID wasn't that huge here todavía. So we were like, whatever. like, Like, we were acting out here like, oh, you know, it's other places. It's not us. But no. Once it hit us, then Donald Trump got impeached. We talked about that. We talked about parasites sweeping the Oscars. Harvey Weinstein, you know, was found convicted of rape. The stock market crashed, Joe. And, and like March, when everybody went home from work from home, it crashed. And the Black Lives Matter started. The Black Lives Matter protests broke You know, they killed George Floyd. And I'm going to say it the police killed George Floyd. They killed Breonna Taylor. All these people were killed. And as you know, if if you're not for the Black Lives Matter movement, you're probably not my listener, chamaco, chamaca, Chamaquets. And if you are, then I'm here to change your mind. And it, I'll say it once and I'll say it again. People are like, oh, I'm not political. Pero Black Lives Matter movement is not a political movement, honey. Black Lives Matter movement is a movement about human rights, just like the LGBTQ movement, the civil rights movement. Which for some reason, why the fuck are we still fighting for this? Like, why are people still have to fight for their fucking rights, yo? when you say black lives matter, we don't say, you know, that all lives don't matter. We know that they do. We just know that black lives don't matter as much as other lives. And at least that's what this country has shown us. At least that's what the racism that is ingrained in the United States has shown us. Okay, uh, when it, as a matter of fact, black lives don't matter as much as other lives. And so I'm not sitting here saying your life don't matter, your life don't matter, your life don't matter. I know your life matter. It does, sweetie. So it's, it's this is not about you right now. And those, All these people were telling me like, why are you out there protesting? Why are you out there, you know, risking getting arrested and shit? And I'm like, because this is not about me. It's not. Because I know that I am not a black man. And even though I might experience racism and prejudice because I'm a queer brown man, I still don't experience the the racism and the prejudice that a black man does, or a black woman does, or a black trans person does. And though it's hasta que we all get treated the same, then that does not mean that all lives matter, okay? I think you know, shove that all lives matter shit. Ahí donde te kepa, por favor, porque we don't do that shit in this podcast. That Kim Jong Un, there was all these rumors that he died. All these candidates that were running for the 2016, I mean, for the 2020 election for the Democratic, you know, nominee, by the way, one of the most diverse candidate pool ever for a presidential race. Y sale, pinche Biden. I mean, no offense, I'm still going to vote for pinche Biden, pero like, bitch, Like, we ended up with another white man There was all this big-ass pool of candidates and we chose another fucking white man. En serio. Like, y'all letting white men, you know, their their savior complex get you up in here. Dios mío. Christine Matwell got arrested. You know, Jeffrey Estes, an alleged madam, was arrested July 2nd on such trafficking charges. Mm-hmm. These que los pinche murder hornets arrived in the U.S., which is an, a large insect known as the Asian giant hornet. They were spotted for the first time in the States, in Washington State. They measure about two inches, and the, the hornets can swipe out an entire bee colonies within hours. And by the way, they can also kill you. Kamala Harris was, ch- was chosen by Biden as a Democratic BP on August 11. The West Coast, otra vez. Mira, I feel like we talked about this last year and the year before that. But the West Coast is, again, burning up. We had a day here in fucking Bay Area. They look like the fucking apocalypse, yo. Like, woke up. My friend James was here. Y'all remember James? He was in one of the episodes... This shit looked like it was the apocalypse. It was, like, red outside, couldn't breathe. Like, it was 9 in the morning, 10 in the morning, 11 in the morning, and it looked like it was 9 at night, like, dark as fuck. Like, I had all the lights up. Like, this shit is depressing, yo. And then, oh, my God, Chad, Chadwick Boseman died. He apparently had cancer this whole time. So I was like, bitch, you're going to take what the king of Wakanda away from us? Really, twenty twenty, and set your way like catching gals And then, if that wasn't enough, <sighs> bitch, if that wasn't enough, twenty twenty, you had to take RBG, you had to take Ruth Bader Ginsburg away from us, fucking twenty twenty. And then I don't understand, like a lot of people be saying like, oh, I just need twenty twenty to be over. But I'm like, sweetie, you do know that like when the clock hits midnight at December 31st, 2020, shit ain't gonna change, right? This is just gonna roll over to 2021. So I'm sorry to bust your bubble, but like, it's not about 2020. It's just about like global warming. It's about these politics. It's about, yo, I didn't ever, I never knew how, how important this podcast would be, but I am here to tell you that I will keep it 100 with y'all. For here on out, during the elections, after the elections, I will carve it under bullshit. I have decided that It's Just a Top podcast It's going to be that motherfucking podcast that tells us how it is. Not that I didn't before, but ahora en serio, sin pelos en la lengua, I'm going to tell you how it is, okay? So, that's what happened since episode 28, alright? And this used to be called... How was your week? But you know what? With the thing that, that the world is going and knowing that this is not gonna be every week, I'm gonna do an episode like every two weeks. I decided to change the motherfucking title of this section. The title of this section is now gonna be called Like the Sands Through the Ottergrass. I mean, I have English second language, and las palabras. I'm gonna try it again. The new name of this segment is gonna be Like the sands through the hourglass. So are the days of our lives. And then I'll talk to you about what has been happening since the last episode. Porque it seems to me that 2020 just, you know, keep popping bottles over here. And not the good kind, they be popping shit that's happening every fucking day. Por eso this week's episode is brought to you by the audacity of this fucking year okay well i want to let you go and we're gonna go to the next segment of the episode our question of the week because i know y'all know we gotta get into this all right i'll see you there All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the next segment of the episode, 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 applesauce. (laughs) This is the next segment of the episode, the question of the week. And so today's question of the week is, who the fuck is Amy Coney Barrett? Who the fuck is that bitch? If you do not know, Amy Coney Barrett, (laughs) or as the fucking GOP is calling her, ACB, yes, They have the fucking audacity to call her ACB, you know, like they used to call Ruth Bader Ginsburg RBG. She is the official nominee of DJT to take over RBG's seat in the Supreme Court. With only about 40 days left till the election, they are set to vote on Amy Coney Barrett. So, here is a couple things that you should know about who the fuck Amy Coney Barrett is. So, Amy Coney Barrett is to be in the Supreme Court, setting a motion that will likely take a sh- sharp sh- shift towards more a conservative court. So, this will make the court shift all the way to the right. If she is confirmed, she would take the seat vacated by RVG, like I said. Barrett, who currently serves for the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals, emerged soon after Ginsburg's death as a frontrunner among Trump's potential nominees. Barrett would be Trump's third nominee to the high court, and Senate Majority Leader fucking... Se mira como el pinche chamaco de a pants no el que tiene los manos en los ojos. Así se mira el pinche Mitch McConnell said that he will pledge to hold a vote on Ginsburg's replacement only with weeks before election, como dije. So here's what you need to know. She is a reliable conservative. Religious conservatives would have much be pleased with Barrett, a devout Catholic. Barrett has stated that life begins at conception, according to a 2013 Notre Dame magazine article that she wrote. She also said that justices should not be strictly bound by Supreme Court precedents, a deference known as their decisis, leaving open to the possibility that she can vote to overturn Roe v. Wade. Wade, if seated to the court, if you do not know what Roe vs. Wade is, it is the law that the Supreme Court voted on years upon years ago, saying that women have the right to do with their bodies. Los que les de la chingada porque ain't no man gonna tell her qué chingados she can do with her body. Okay? Entonces, I am not not pro-life. I've always said that I'm not pro. I'm not not pro-life, but I'm not. Anti-choice, because who the fuck am I to tell a woman what the fuck she can and cannot do with her body? Like I am sorry, like you do not tell me what I can do with my body. So ¿quién me creo yo Diciéndole a alguien a una mujer que tiene que hacer con su pinche cuerpo? Entonces, she since she is a very conservative person, DJT has definitely said that. She, he wanted to uh, bring in a justice that would help overturn Roe versus Wade, which is scary as fuck. Like, we're, we're taking steps back instead of moving forward. So evangelicals and other abortion activists have been pushing for her nomination. For example, the head of the anti-abortion rights group, Susan B. Anthony List, spoke with Trump earlier this week to advocate for Barry. She has also voiced conservative views on a number of other issues, like from guns to affordable care act. Her reported membership in a controversial Christian group has also raised eyebrows for its teachings on family relationships. Miren, like I you know that I love TV, but I don't need my TV to become a reality, okay? And entonces, fucking Amy Coney Vere is actually part of a group very much like the Handmaid's Tale. Se dice que the group is fucking called People of Praise. Apparently, members of the groups wear a lifelong oath of loyalty called a covenant to one another and are assigned and are accountable to a personal advisor called a head for men and a handmaid for women. The group teaches the husbands are the heads of of their wives and should take authority over the family and the lives of the wives. The group describes itself as a charismatic Christian community. That heads and handmates he- give direction on important decisions, including who to date or marry, where to live, where either to take a job, or to buy a home, or how to raise your children. Uh, under his eye much? Like, I love handmates tell, but I don't want Handmaid's to be the real shit, okay? <sighs> she did go to Notre Dame in 1998, where she began her law career, but this is the other thing she began her law career under the supervision of supreme court justice antonin scalia she was one of there. she's been called scalia's ideological heir sharing the same conservative beliefs that other people have that, that scalia has shared so baron is definitely a concern for lgbt groups and all groups all over So two years ago, when he tried to nominate her, 20 sits and counting LGBT organizations opposed her as a Supreme Court nomination. Like, I can't even fucking make this shit up. She is 48 years old, so Barrett would make the youngest justice currently on the Supreme Court, making it entirely plausible that Barrett would leave a mark and and a swatch of cases for a generation or more to come. Like y'all don't understand how important this is. Like I always tell people, if a Supreme Court um decision did not determine the way you can live your life, then you have fucking privilege, bitch. Porque the of the one of. Us who have had our lives be decided by a Supreme Court um, fucking decision, we're fucking scared, bitch. Like, in serio. Like, what the fuck? So what it means that she is the prodigy of Scalia, it means that all the the the, the opinions that he had, that he couldn't, like, move forward, like, Roe versus Wade because there was more liberal people than conservatives at the time, will be overturned. That means... Roberts' way is up for grabs. Marriage equality is up for grabs. DACA is up for grabs. These are all things that can completely change the little liberties that many of us have in the United States. So now, when you see that Amy Coney Barrett is the nominee and they can no van a poder hacer nada para pararlo, you should really be scared because she could really go toe to toe with Democrats. During her confirmation hearing to be served for the seventh US Circuit Court of Appeals in 2017, Barrett engaged in a contagious exchange with the Senate Judiciary Committee's top Democrat, Senate Diane Feinstein, that California Democrat pressed Barrett on her deeply held religious beliefs and how they could impact her jurisprudence her jurisprudence. Basically means like the decisions that she makes as a jurist which led to criticism that Democrats' questioning was anti-Catholic. This is what they said. The dogma lives loudly within you, and that's a, of concern when you come to big issues that people have fought for years in this country, sense said. And Behrer responded and said, it's never appropriate for a judge to impose that judges' personal convictions, whether they arise from faith or anything else of the law. Basically saying my faith can definitely take into account with my decisions over the law. Entonces, bitch, I'm just a little scared. She also has never had like judicial experience other than she went when she was voted into the seventh U.S. Court of Appeals in 2017, which literally only gives her three years of experience with, like, judiciary like, op- like um, cases in front of her. And now she's going to go to the Supreme Court. If you're not scared that you're not paying attention hijo, to a su madre, entonces con eso, we're going to go to the next segment of the episode, our POC and Queer Excellence of the Week. I'll see you there. Uh all right welcome back to the next segment of the podcast our POC and Queer Excellence of the Week. And what I've decided I'm going to do for this is also going to highlight people here in the Bay Area or in your places, so if there's someone that is doing just badass work in your area, whether it be with the Black Lives Matter movement, whether it be helping with COVID, whether it be with anything that people are just doing badass shit, I want you to get in my DMs Tell me about them, and I will give them a huge-ass shout-out during our POC and Queer Excellence of the Week. How does that sound? So first, we're going to start with the King of Wakanda, Mr. Chadwick Boseman, which I will forever respect that he gave us some of the best portrayals of legends, let me say it again, of legends, cuando estaba enfermo. Like he, none of us knew that he had cancer. Some of y'all even talked shit saying that he must be on drugs or something, but really, pobre hombre, he was over here dying, yo. And y'all were talking shit about pobre hombre. Entonces, I'm going to give it up to Chadwick Boseman for living his life with such amazing just, you know, <gasps> Like, he inspired so many of us. He's so many of our children's, like, hero that they finally saw themselves in a fucking hero and fucking Black Panther. La única cosa que I have to tell Marvel is, if Shuri is not the new Black Panther, we gonna fight, okay? Vamos a pelear. Next up, I'm going to shout out uh, District 5's very own here in Oakland. He's running for, for, not for election, fuck that shit. No, he's running for uh, the District 5 seat in City Council, Mr. Richard Santoraya. So Richard Santoraya is actually from... Fucking Oakland and Richard Santos Raya is running under very liberal and like progressive um terms. Something that he, the incumbent um what's his what's his face? Ya se me olvidó el pinche incumbent. Mira, yo no me acuerdo. You know, it's because he doesn't even do shit for District Five. So why are we wasting our time with him? So, actually, Richard Santos Raya is, uh, has a jurist doctor. He considers himself a writer, a comedian, a martial artist. And he believes in Oakland's people are national leaders in culture, politics, and social activism. He believes that Oakland is a birthplace. Oh, we—he knows. We know, bitch. Oakland is a birthplace of Black Black Panthers and Black Lives Matter movement has roots here too. He believes that Oakland is routinely punched above our weight when it comes to leading the fight for racial justice. He says our city's government has often followed the people's progressive vision and key initiatives that but it has also often failed to live up to what the people want. He knows that Oakland needs a bold and comprehensive v- vision for a future that includes and supports us all. I, he has that vision and the energy and commitment to bring it to fruition. Entonces, I support Richard Santoraya. He wants to do things like community reinvestment, something that he's calling the Black New Deal, which will reboot the Oakland economy in the wake of COVID-19, will bring city-funded jobs that restore our infrastructure, grow green space all throughout the flatlands, which is the places where, you know, we much needed, it, where Black and brown people live, and rekindle the economy along with housing and healthcare supports and opportunities, he wants to be able to usher a stronger Oakland. He wants to support schools. Entonces, you know what? Usen saben que at one point, you know, I thought about running for District 5 school board. It's not my time. No es mi tiempo. You know, I have to do other things in my life antes de que I run for office. Pero y'all better know que un día, Mauricio Amarillo Vásquez is going to be on your ballot, yo. So... There's so much more about um, Richard um, Richard Santoraya, that I would love to talk about. And maybe we can have him on the podcast one of these days and just do a community, um, you know, conversation that maybe can be put out into the community of Oakland. We can maybe do like a, a recording here in this closet slash podcast. A ver que pasa. The next, I want to go ahead and shout out at... Flor in Spanish on Instagram. So her name is Flor, and Flor has really mobilized people in L.A., in the Bay Area, in Central California, to really support... Are the people that put food on our on our on our plates? And no, I'm not talking about the breadwinner in tu casa. I'm talking about the undocumented workers that are working the field during these conditions. You know, it's co. It's a pandemic. It you know, there's brush fires. The air is is bad. And so she put out a call for people saying on Instagram. And I don't think she ever believed that it was gonna be this big. But she put out a call out here saying, you know what, like, I talked to some of the farm workers or some of the field workers, and I asked them what they needed in these times. You know, do you need masks? Do you need us to talk to your, you know, your bosses or something? Y yo le dijeron, no, we need, like, supplies for our students. Porque all of our students, they either don't have internet, they don't have computers, no tienen, you know, like, pen and paper to do their homework, and they're all doing, like, work from home ahora, como nosotros, you know, they're doing school from home. Entonces, she mobilized so many people to be able to donate school supplies para los children de los field workers. I myself drove down to Central California to drop off supplies with my friend Abel. And I myself, one of the days helped you know, put backpacks together in San Jose. So I really want to show that shout out at Flor in Spanish. She's just doing shit that no other people are doing here. Really caring about la gente could put food on our tables. And then I also wanna shout out all the queer people that are standing up and running for Senate seats. I'm gonna shout two people up. We were gonna shout out Richie Torres who's running for the Senate seat in New York and Kim Jackson, he identifies as a queer, Afro-Latino by the way, Richie Torres. And Kim Jackson is actually a, a black woman who's a lesbian and running for a Georgia Senate seat. So if you live in Georgia, you live in New York, and they're in your district, please vote for Richie Torres and for Kim Jackson, who could definitely be changing the face of the Senate. And there's also a lot of Senate seats that we need to flip. We need to flip so that we take over the Senate. And we can either add more justices into the Supreme Court. Or there's a couple people. Like uh, Captain... Mira, yo te me olvido. I should have looked at this. He's running in fucking... um, In Arizona. Um, He's running for uh, Senate. Entonces, he used to be an astronaut. Captain Mark Kelly, he used to be an astronaut, and now Mark Kelly is a Democrat running for U.S. Senate. The Arizona election happens before most of the elections. Entonces, if he gets voted in, he can be in the Senate when they're trying to bring in uh, fucking Coney Barrett. Entonces, he could be one of the Democrats that definitely votes no for Coney Barrett. Entonces, if you live in Arizona... Please do Mark Kelly. I have a friend, my uh, my uh, that she's working for his campaign. So maybe we can also get her on the podcast and be able to talk more about Mark Kelly for U.S. Senate. Mira, I cannot promise that because U.S. Senate está arriba, okay? But with that, I'm gonna leave you and we're gonna go to our next segment in the podcast today in the country. Te miro ahí. Bye. <laughs> Okay, bienvenido al siguiente parte de this podcast, okay? And the next segment of this podcast is called Today in the Country. And mira, there's a lot of shit happening. it's usually we talk about like como dos o tres cosas. This this segment is un poco packed. Entonces, we're going to have to like get it going, bitch. So we were talking about Amy Coney Barrett. She officially got nominated this past weekend. Entonces, there's a couple reasons why the Democratic Senate won't be able to stop it. So officially, the republican Republicans, the GOP, the god-awful people. (laughs) Mira, yo sé que awful is not con O, pero aquí we speak speak Spanglish. Entonces, GOP va a ser god-awful people. (laughs) Entonces, they basically have the majority in the Senate. So if they want it with at least 40 dates, when this comes out less than definitely in the 30s of days they will be able to confirm a new like a uh, person into the supreme court faster than they have ever done any other nominee in the historia de los Estados Unidos let that sink in they are such fucking hypocrites that they will be able to rush this and confirm any combeberry Faster than they have ever confirmed any other nominee for the Supreme Court in the history of the United States of motherfucking America. Let that sink in, okay? Entonces, cuando you are over here in tu estado, wondering, oh, my vote doesn't count. Why should I even vote? Oh, it's not a presidential election. ¿Para qué voto? It's for things like this. They really fucking matter. People that are going to put judges on the, on the lower courts, that are going to determine state decisions, that are going to determine senators, that are going to change the fucking way that we live. Mira, hay mucha gente que no tiene vote, okay? There's a lot of friends of mine that cannot vote, so we that can vote cannot take that shit for granted. We need to speak for those that do not have the voice that we were privileged enough to have. Entonces, otra cosa. What's happening here in the United States? Motherfucking COVID 19 has surpassed 200,000 deaths. Mira, I do not know how to put this into perspective. 200,000 deaths is a lot of fucking deaths, yo. Like, if we put it in the context of, like, 9-11, for example. Mira, I saw a really cool graphic que, que quiero sacar acá. Porque if you just, for example, on 9-11, and by the way, if you were born after 2001, please look up what 9-11 is, porque tú no sabes. In 9-11, there was about 2,997 dead. Not about, there was 2,997 dead. Trump's response to COVID-19 has taken about 200,000 dates till today. That is about 65 9-11s over and over. So, imagine that the 9 9-11. Ahora imagine that the 64 more. That's how many people have died. To put it into perspective... We, según said never forget 9-11. Pero nobody's paying attention about the 200 and motherfucking thousand lives que se han perdido. I know people who have personally died. I mean, they have family members that have personally died of COVID. People that have personally gotten COVID. It's no joke, yo. Like, we are one of the highest countries that has COVID uh, behind Brazil. You thank God, seven. que fucking Brazil is basically run by another fucking DJT. Entonces, no surprise there. Talking about DJT, most recently, actually, Oi, DJ's t- tax returns for the last five years were actually released because New York, the senator in New York, had sued uh, DJT to release um, his tax returns. And the tax returns showed that even though he has made Millions, porque como dice, I'm very rich, I'm very rich, okay, I'm a very rich, no como en decía, I'm very rich, bitch, no. Brother Trump siempre dice que tiene mucho dinero. Then, the the fucking tax returns have uncovered that he has gone through so many loopholes, and he might have legally been able to cut so many corners that he hasn't paid a cent the last three years and the two years before that he only paid about $750 a year. $750. Mira, the year que yo no driving for fucking Lyft, a me cobraron casi dos mil dólares que I had to pay out of my fucking pocket because yo no te quiero un And this fucking millionaire, nomás 150, ciento cincuenta, it's como un pinche chump change. Entonces, I don't know what you know, what you think about that. But like, fuck the rich, let's eat them. Mira, yo no soy cannibal, pero que se los coman. Otra gente que me la quiero comer es el pinche um, persona de Louisville. El, um, como se dice, el district attorney de Louisville. Mira, yo no sé cómo decir cómo se dice Uncle Tom en español. Oh, sí, se se dice Tío Tom. Pero fucking district attorney of Louisville, you know, when I say representation matters, we mean like representation matters so that people can see themselves, people can see someone like themselves in positions of power. Pero when those people in positions of power are there only to uphold a fucking... The cacosity to uphold whiteness, to uphold fucking the patriarchy that we don't need you to be our fucking like people that we want to see. He is a black man who is a district attorney of Louisville. And just a couple of days ago, it was shown that he None of the cops that killed Breonna Taylor were acquitted. And the one cop that was acquitted, it wasn't because he shot Breonna Taylor. It's because he shot into the wall of a white neighbor. By the way, he also shot into Breonna Taylor in her boyfriend's house. And he also shot another neighbor who was a black neighbor. But he didn't get acquitted for any of those houses or for the human fucking body that those shots went to. Instead, he got acquitted for endangering the people that live in the white House. For endangering the white people. If you do not see what is wrong with that, and that does not make you angry, then you, sir, ma'am, are the problem. And talking about problems, this fucking fire, ya que se ya, I'm done. Ya, wey, ya, para. Porque I cannot see these beautiful forests burn any longer. Ahí me da mucha cosa. Porque I love hiking. And y'all don't understand that the more forests that burn, the less oxygen we have and the less ozone layer we have. Entonces, your días, they're getting counted, chamaco, chamaca. Our days are definitely being counted. And with that, I'm going to count you down to our next segment of the podcast. Hoy. En El Mundo. I'll see you there. Entonces, as we return to the next segment of the podcast. Hoy, en El Mundo. We're talk about just shit that's happening in the world, yo. There's a lot of things happening aquí en los Estados Unidos. In the United States of America. But there's a lot of things happening in the world también. You know, the pandemic has reached over 30 million cases worldwide. Yes, bitch, I said 30 million cases. Y aunque la gente no le importa, and they keep going out con sin máscara, And they keep going out at parties y todo. I just saw these fucking gay these gay guys in fucking Los Angeles, que they had a house party for someone's 25th birthday. I was like, y'all really gonna rinse all these motherfucking people? Because you turned 25, bitch. En serio? Like, you couldn't wait a fucking year? I waited a fucking year? I know people that waited a fucking year. Y'all couldn't wait a year? And I know... You know what I say, hypocrite? Porque I I do hang out with my friends. Pero what people don't understand is that... Me and my group of friends here in the Bay Area, we like made a decision that we were just gonna hang out with each other yes todo. I see we don't put each other at risk. We also get tested weekly if not bi weekly. I get tested bi weekly so una vez cada dos semanas. And then a lot of the friends that if they do see other people, they work for companies that test them on a weekly basis. And so I feel safer than I would just like seeing random people, and so I don't. Um, and that's just real, yo. Other things that are happening in the world is y'all remember the explosion that happened in Lebanon? If you don't, there was a huge explosion that happened in Lebanon. There was millions of people that died. Um, and so Lebanon is still recovering from that amidst. COVID 19. Also amidst COVID 19, Belarus has reached its seventh week of protest because el pincha presidente de Belarus supposedly won its seventh. I think it was seventh. Mira, deja yo a miro. See, sí. no, it's six. So, Mr. Lukashenko won a sixth term with more than 80% votes. Oh, I see lo que dice electoral commission. But the opposition says he cheated and they won the election with at least 60% of the vote. Several of the EU countries and, and, and the U.S. say they do not recognize Mr. Lukashenko as a legitimate president of Belarus. Entonces, ha visto Casa 50 días de protest. A lot of people getting arrested, you know, trying to really protect the their democracy. Igual como aquí en los Estados Unidos, you know, democracy is falling through the fucking cracks. Entonces, y'all don't think that's important porque y'all better do TikToks or fucking, you know, post it on Instagram. Pero, for example, like, for real, these are countries that are showing us what can happen if we don't put our fucking senators and people in power in check. In check. In, in check. And just for you that do not know, Belarus is right under Lutuania and, and, and Lativia. Lativia is not the yogurt. No yogurt way. Que uh, la hermana de Michael Myers, you know, sells. And right above the Ukraine. It's right next to Poland and, and before Russia. So, Belarus has had almost 50 days of protest. And there has been mass arrests, tear gas, but people, they're not letting down. Porque ellos saben que este hijo de su puta madre. He did not win the election. Entonces, con eso, you know, just some of the things that are happening aquí en el mundo. We're going to go to my next segment of the podcast. Your favorite and my favorite. And I think you know who the fuck I'm talking shit about. And so, why don't we get started? Porque we talk some truth. We talk some tea. And, baby girl, it's time to talk some shit. And I'll see you there. Welcome back to my favorite segment of the podcast, where we get to talk mierda way. Let's talk some shit. And today I just have two simple people, actually three simple people to talk shit about. Numero uno is fuck the GOP. So god awful people, if I have not said enough about you, fuck the GOP, fuck Mitch McConnell, fuck Lindsey Graham all these other hypocrites. Porque in 2016, cuando Presidente Obama tried to put someone in the court, went nearly six months before the election. Esos hijos de puta. That's what I said. Esos hijos de puta blocked the nomination diciendo, we cannot vote on an election year. An election year, no podemos votar porque we need to allow the people to let us know what they want to do in November. Pero ahora... When less than motherfucking 40 days before the election, they want to push fucking Amy Coney Barrett through como pinche tren en un pinche hoyo como que no hay nada ahí con un pinche en agua. So fuck the hypocrites of the GOP. Because you know that the only reason, you know that the only reason that they didn't vote for somebody is because they're racist as fuck. Yes, los GOPs son racistas, güey. Surprise, surprise, según que no, no son racistas, pero I'm sorry to let you know that what they have shown us is that they're racist. Entonces, cuando somebody shows you quién son, tú les crees, porque si no, entonces, you're me. When I was 20, yo le creé a los hombres lo que me decían. And I don't want to be me in my 20s, porque he was stupid, okay. qué? A todo mundo le creía según en el amor y muy hopeless romántico y sabes qué tanto. Also, in other news, fuck DJT. Just not for anything. Just fuck DJT. Mira, puros fucks y puros fucks. Del uno pa'l otro, pa' allá, pa' pa' atrás, de todo lado. And then also, fuck the non-maskers. Like, the fact that you think that putting a mask on is oppression me dice que tú estás lleno de white privilege Entonces, if you don't want to put a mask on, get the la pincha casa, stay the fuck home. Thank you. Y con eso, we're going to go to my next segment, our final boneless wings. Today, in my final boneless wings, all I have to say is, bitch, wash your hands the way you wash your ass, okay? And for you straight men, yes, sweetie, you do wash your ass. Porque I get hearing from my friends that are girls that some of you heterosexual men don't wash your booty hoe. And I'm sorry, it don't make you gay to wash your booty hoe. So please go ahead and do that. Thank you very much. Aquí estoy. And with that, I'm gonna go ahead and end episode 29, the comeback of It's Just a Talk. I missed y'all so much. It's about 90 in the Bay Area and I'm in this motherfucking closet. I'm burning the fuck up. Pero con eso... I'll see you in a couple weeks for Episode 30. I love ya. Los extrañaba mucho. Y como decía mi Iron Walter Mercado, que vayan con mucho, mucho amor. Once again, my name is Mauricio Maral-Vasquez. I am your host, and I am everything I am because the hood loved me. Thank you, y'all. So you